I would suggest the most, the single most important thing for my productivity and my well-being when working remotely, and I would say this has been the biggest benefit of everything, is I have a sit-stand desk. I have a chair that I picked out that I find comfortable. I have all the kit that I need to make my work environment as comfortable for me as I can get it. You are listening to the Thriving Empire podcast season four, all about how to be a brilliant remote worker. Whether you're a seasoned remote worker, you found yourself reluctantly working from home, or you simply want to move from a co-located office role to one that is 100% remote, you're going to love this season. We talk to the founders and leaders of remote teams who share with us their insights on the qualities, characteristics, skills, knowledge, and experience that enable you to be a brilliant remote worker. So if you want to know how to be the best at what you do in the remote work reality, you're going to love this season. I'm your host, Stephanie Holland, remote marketing strategist, traveler, coconut macaroon addict, and remote work style obsessed. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Thriving Empire Podcast. How are you this week? I hope you're thriving on all levels or figuring out how to do so. Now, this week on the show, we talked to Pete Roberts, part of the PR Glue team. If you haven't yet listened to episode 89, where we interviewed Samantha Deeks, a co-founder of PR Glue, you may want to head over there first and then come back. Now, Pete transitioned into remote work via a hybrid role that enabled him to work remotely part of the time. But it wasn't until his first 100% remote role that he realized the huge difference it makes to have the technology infrastructure and digital toolkit in place to really support an office-free work style. One where you can open the laptop at home and immediately you're connected to everything you need without a hitch so you can dive into your deliverables ASAP. Pete is a family man with three kids under five, so he talks about finding and evolving work-family balance as a remote worker. He talks about how working remotely has enabled the deep focus he needs as a software developer, and he talks about his spontaneous approach to health and well-being, as well as the importance of ergonomics and making yourself as comfortable as possible wherever you work. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Pete. Welcome to the show. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. So how's your day going so far? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Just uh, excited to be speaking to you. Well, we are super excited to have you on the show and we'd love to know, first question up, the story behind your first remote working experience. Can you tell us a bit about how it came about? Certainly. So I was in a role in 2012. I just started the role and I'd had my first child with my wife. And I was working long hours, commuting into central London, um, getting home quite late in the evening, sometimes as late as 11 o'clock. And basically, during that time, I kind of got into a mindset where um, work was becoming the most important thing. And um, I was struggling to kind of get a decent work-life balance and certainly a work-family balance. Um, And I was in that role for a good couple of years. And some of the work... um, ended up being moved out of the UK and overseas and it kind of became an opportunity then to have a look for other roles. Um, After a while and a couple of different jobs I'd found a role that I was pretty happy with and um, there was some opportunity there to do some remote working and some in the office and 
that seemed a good plan. Um, but then um, six months into that opportunity, um, which I was really enjoying, I was approached by some of the people I worked for um, in that role, which I've been doing in central London in 2012, um, to join their team. And they were working remotely on similar um, software to that which I'd previously been working on. Um, and I jumped at the opportunity and that was a 100% remote work, um, working role. Um, and I've been doing that ever since for the last sort of two years. So that's how I've got to where I am now. Um, and it's been a fantastic experience. That's brilliant. So you kind of had a really nice transition period where you had a hybrid work style. Um, and, and so I guess that meant that when you joined the 100% remote team, it wasn't such a shell shock for you. Absolutely. So the previous roles that I'd done, which had got some elements to remote working in them, um, they weren't really set up um, in quite the same way from a technology perspective. So there was the opportunity to sort of remote work, um, but it was very much a case of bringing home a laptop or using a sort of home PC and then remote um, desktoping into my worktop that was in the in the office. Um, which I'm sure you can appreciate isn't the ideal kind of setup necessarily all the time, and especially when you're a software developer such as myself, and that can be sometimes a bit of a challenge. Um, the role that I'm in now is set up um, 100% for remote working. We've got cloud-based um, servers, cloud-based Office 365. Everything is basically um, done in such a way that remote working is really easy because that's exactly what we're doing. It's um, you know, it's been a, an absolute godsend, actually, having um, having a technology infrastructure in such a way that it it makes it easy to to work from home. Um, since I've been in this role, I've had an opportunity to um, develop my workspace and my office space to make working from home work better for me as well, which I hadn't really been as motivated to do when I was in a hybrid role where the technology that I was working with in the first instance didn't really facilitate me making any of those improvements to my own working environment, um, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think you touched on something really important and the sort of crucial difference between now what many people are finding that they're working from home, but without the the technology infrastructure and digital toolkit to support it, it doesn't give you as much um, freedom or immersion in the true benefits of the remote work style. Absolutely. Um, I agree with that 100%. If you haven't got those tools in place, it's really difficult actually to it to get in the right mindset as much as anything else. Um, it's so much easier if you've got things that are distracting you, stopping you from actually um, connecting um, to your workspace in the first instance. So you're having to connect in and then remote desktop to a PC or server somewhere else in the world. Um, you've got a barrier there automatically. If the, your internet connection drops, for example, you, you immediately can't get online. If you've got the infrastructure in place whereby you know, you can just switch your laptop on and everything's there already, whether you're connected or not connected, but um, phys um, physical physically, like from a broadband connection point of view, um, it's so much easier because you're not as tied or as tethered um, to the office. 
Absolutely. I mean, it means you just, you know, you're ready, you're set up to go, you, you open your laptop and boom, that's it, your day has started. <laughs> there's, there's no messing around. Well, this is really interesting. So you, you were um, all of a sudden released from the clutches of the commute, which must have felt like incredible freedom. Can I, I'm very, very curious. So instead of commuting, what did you spend that time doing instead? So it's been quite nice because I've had more time with my family. I've now got from when I first started doing this, when I described 2012 um, being the kind of start of my journey in terms of the mindset, um, I've had two more kids. So I've got three very young children now. I've got a um, a four, a five-year-old, well, sorry, a three-year-old and a five-year-old, um, almost four. Um, I've got an eight-year-old as well, who's the child who was born in 2012. Um, so it's been really nice because I get to spend more time with them in the mornings. I get to spend more time with them in the evening and indeed... Um, I spend more time with them during the day as well, which is nice. Um, they're all obviously in school or at preschool at the moment. Um, but it's been absolutely great having that sort of family time. Family has always been the most important thing in my life. It's why I work. Um, you know, everything I do is basically to make to make my life and my family's life as good as possible. So having that extra commute time as potential family time has been brilliant. And I loved what you said when we were chatting just before recording as well. You described it as your work family balance, whereas most people would describe it as work life balance. I really love that it's um, this this remote work style has enabled you to evolve your family life alongside your work life and your career. Absolutely, and that's been absolutely crucial to be to be brutally honest. I mean, we've been in difficult times at the moment and it's been an absolute godsend having that extra family time. Even, even now the kids are back at school, it's been nice because childcare has been difficult to come by. So I've been able to skip away from the office and from my desk and then just go pick up those kids on a school run um, where need be. And my wife works, works shift work. So she's normally home by the time I get back from dropping the kid from picking the kids up sometimes. Um, so when we have difficulties with childcare, there's that as an option, which is been brilliant and it's been lovely spending that that time and actually seeing um the kids come out of school happy and you know seeing their work seeing their day you know a bit more because before I was working from home you as a you know someone who worked in London or in commutable areas um around where I live I've never got to see that previously so it's been really nice it's been a really good experience working from home and having that flexibility around the sort of family life and family time um, and being able to help out on the things that you know, three, four years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do. So you've had a couple of years at remote working right now. So I'm very curious as to what you think makes you particularly suited to remote work. So I think I very much am an individual who enjoys being able to focus in a quiet space. I very much find myself um, having worked in office environments where you can be in an open plan office with different departments, different things going on around you. They can get quite noisy. Being a software developer, having a bit of peace and quiet to really focus and concentrate on things is, is absolutely invaluable. Um, I've always found myself quite hard working and a bit of a go-getter, not, not someone who needs pushing and motivating by others all the time. I can kind of really get into something and really focus. So I think my mindset is just naturally kind of geared towards, um, you know, being in that place where you can actually, um, that mindset where you can work um, under your own initiative. Um, I think that's really important that you have that kind of mindset to begin with if you're, 
going to be on this journey of remote working. That's so interesting because chatting to Sam last week, she did describe you guys as (laughs) self-starters capable of being your own boss and feeling a sense of ownership over your work. And that really sort of comes out quite clearly in what you've just spoken about. To be honest, I think one thing that's really been helpful with my, with the role I'm in at the moment um, is I've worked with, with a lot of the team previously um, in the role where I was in a physical location um, back in 2012. So, um, you know, that has been invaluable because one of the challenges that I've had, um, or one of the challenges I've always kind of had when working in remote teams with people who I don't necessarily know, um, is it's always been a bit easier to put a, a personality to someone if you've actually physically met them in the real world. Um, and a lot of the people I work with at the moment, I have, um, which has been really good. Yeah, so you're able to kind of develop a working relationship with people that you already know personally, which makes, I, I know that makes a huge difference. And that's why in normal circumstances, I know you guys try to do meetups, don't you? Yes, we've um, had meetups with um, both the development team that I work within and the company as well, which has been absolutely invaluable, um, both for productivity, but also from a well-being point of view. It's good to know that you're in physical contact with real people, if that makes sense, and um, not just a, a voice behind a, a monitor or a, a voice inside a headset. You know, being in that real world, even whilst working remotely, is, is really crucial, really important. And what do you think are your other challenges uh, when it comes to remote working? And perhaps they are different now than they were two years ago. I think the biggest challenge that I've had throughout the two years that I've been working from home has been the family um, work-life balance in the context of the times when the children would, for example, come in from school, um, when that can be in the middle of my working day, um, and also. Um, during holiday times um, and of course during this this COVID period um, where they've been homeschooling has been quite challenging as well. I am very lucky in terms of my work environment. I have a home office that I've spent time adapting to how I want it um, in a way that not everybody has has been able to do so. Um, However what I've found is even with that the kids can be coming in from school or they can be homeschooling and they can be, as I alluded to, they, they are very young. So they can be arguing, they can be playing, they can be wanting to see daddy. And it's kind of getting that, um, that kind of balance sometimes of they're here and I'm part of their space. And this they've got as every right to be enjoying their space because it's their home as well. Um, it's just been very hard sometimes to kind of get that balance between, you know, where, where the family aspect and the work aspect begins and ends and blends together when the, um, when you're trying to be in the zone of, of work and concentrating and you've got other things going on. Um, that's been, that's been hard. That's been a real struggle and it's been really hard work over the last six, seven months and, be really nice having them back in school. And so I imagine that as your as your kids get older, that will do. Do you see that becoming easier? Because I imagine it will. Con- your your work family balance will continue to evolve as your kids get older. Absolutely. So when I first started on this journey, my 
my youngest was one um and my wife was at home quite a lot of the time and I'd noticed that over the last two years she's gone into preschool she started preschool probably in well she started um back in January um for a couple of months and then obviously had to come home um because of COVID but then she's now back in as of September she started preschool at the same school as my children are at so it's been nice and been really good seeing that evolution in itself and that's made a big difference having that um because that enables me every day between nine and three to know that there is no um distraction from the children which I don't mean that to sound horrible <laughs> but um it's really nice knowing that I've got that time where I can really focus and concentrate and then when they come in from the school um run which can be at 3 three thirty of my wife's home or it can be me picking them up after work which isn't an issue in that point but it means I can you know mitigate for that so I can you know any meetings or anything that I really need to focus on, I can make sure that I set that, that time aside for it. It's between nine and three-ish. Um, and then I can get on with the other bits and pieces or the, um, you know, after that three o'clock time when they're home, if that's the case. Um, that's been an absolute godsend, actually, seeing that evolution. And I would imagine as they get older, um, you know, they'll be easier to, what's the word I'm looking for here? communicate with absolutely yeah I mean it's really hard with a three three and a four five-year-old to um to sometimes get the message across that daddy needs to concentrate I mean without sounding horrible (laughs) if that makes sense yeah totally and I think you know talking about the no distraction time you have between nine and three p.m. I think that with remote working because there are also distractions in the office right I was chatting to Namira Abdulghani a few episodes ago and she said why she loves remote working is that she doesn't have the distractions of the office so wherever you're getting the distractions from once you're working from home and you have that alone space that distraction free time you can actually achieve so much more within those distraction-free hours than you could with three times the number of hours with distractions. Absolutely. Some of the roles I've been working working in previously prior to this one have been in open plan offices where I'd have different departments on the phone all day or phones going off, you know, all kinds of things going on. And that can be really distracting, especially in um in the kind of role that I do, which is as I said, software development, quiet time is invaluable. Um, getting your head into a piece of code can be um can be tricky enough at the best of times if you've got lots of things going on in your headspace um, and you don't happen to have any noise cancelling headphones can be um really tricky so yeah absolutely so what's the verdict what's more distracting office noise or children good question (laughs) 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 there's actually a whole load of new apps on the market now i've noticed where you can actually create office noise and i just think wow that's really interesting that actually some people do need that buzz of life around them in order to get into their focused space and i think there are just some of us you've already said you kind of you like your kind of like quiet zone with no distractions and you know probably um no noise at all and and i'm very similar in that my my best working hours happen in silence or with a bit of lo-fi music in the background absolutely um i find quiet time invaluable i don't entirely 
have quiet time the whole time. I will have, I have a my office space. I have um, a speaker. I've got noise cancelling headphones. I will put some quiet music on in the background occasionally. Sometimes I might put a podcast on or something else to help just to have a bit of the background noise, just something going on other than, um, but it can be a lonely environment sometimes. Um, and especially at this, at this moment in time, I, I go out running, I run a running group. Um, so I get a lot of my social interactions actually from running my running group. That's one of the reasons I set it up. I've been the whole health and fitness aspect and trying to keep my healthy body, healthy mind point of view has been really crucial to me. And part of that has been, um, you know, when I'm in work concentrating and not speaking to people, for example, um, having that opportunity to to go in an evening to a running group, which I've been running, has been invaluable to help me have a bit more um, of that, what you kind of miss from the office, if that makes sense. <laughs> I think it's interesting what you're talking about because our social life and our commitment to our well-being does have to be more deliberate when we're working remotely. And I, I love that you have a running group. So you've talked a lot about your work life. You've talked a little bit about family life. And I did want to, you've touched a little bit about um, your, your well-being and your health. But I wonder, like, where do you find the time in your day to rest, recharge, and rejuvenate? And, and what does that look like? I've often found that lunchtimes and evenings and daytimes and setting aside specific times has been a bit of a challenge. Um, in terms of getting rest and relaxation. And the reason for that is that quite often I will come up with some of my best ideas from a work point of view at almost any time of the day, Um, which means that, you know, you can be in the middle of an evening and you can jump onto the laptop and do something because it's in your head. And I can mitigate that by taking some time out somewhere else occasionally. So, been really nice actually over the over the summer months I've been going out for some walks during the daytime during my lunch breaks um I've done running in the evening um I'm not brilliant if I'm honest as a morning person in terms of going for exercise I've attempted it in the past going out for runs at 6am and I've not been able to keep it up I'm really not that much of a morning person unfortunately um but I I always try my best to get out um, you know, three, four times a week if I can go for a run, if not lunchtime. But, you know, once the kids are in bed, that's my kind of my main time for getting some R&R. Um, during the daytime, it's quite nice sometimes just around lunchtime if I'm not going out for a run to maybe stick a podcast on or something while I'm having my lunch um, or watch something on iPlayer. Um, try to step away from the desk and get some rest and relaxation from that point of view. So it sounds like something that you're very conscious about, but it's much more spontaneous. What do you need to do in the moment rather than necessarily having a specific routine in place? Absolutely. And if I'm honest, I think that's one of my biggest challenges. I get into a mindset sometimes where I feel guilty if I step away to, for example, go pick up my children from school, for example. Um, I will come back and then I'll find myself working later and later when I feel sometimes I should be spending that time again with my children or doing some rest and relaxation so I could be more productive other times. Um, 
But I think it's really important to try have that awareness that you do need to set some time aside for yourself, for your family. You do need to think about your health. You do need to think about your well-being and, you know, just stepping outside of the zone, stepping even away from the family sometimes. That's why going for the runs really nice. It's just having that that quiet time to really think about yourself or nothing. That's um, invaluable. See, you've mentioned the importance of focusing or at least being conscious of your health and well-being and stepping outside of the zone of work every now and again, probably outside of the zone of work and the zone of family occasionally. Uh, Is there any other advice you'd like to share um, to other people to help them be more happy and healthy as a remote worker? Absolutely. I have loved the experience from a working from home perspective of being able to set up my workspace exactly how I want. I would suggest the most the single most important thing for my productivity and my well-being when working remotely and i would say this has been the biggest benefit of everything is i have a sit stand desk i have a chair that i picked out that i find comfortable i have all the kit that i need to make my work environment as comfortable for me as i can get it i have my own space, which I appreciate not everybody is is able to to have. Um, but even if you can't have an office of your own, trying to find some place where you can um, have some degree of flexibility to set something up that you feel really happy and comfortable with as a place to work is really invaluable. And having that flexibility um, and being able to, you know, really bespokely customize things to how you know it how you know yourself you would be the most productive is really important that is absolutely brilliant you know you're the first one who's mentioned ergonomics um so far in the season and i think it's actually one of the most important things to be aware of when you're working from home because we can get into such bad habits you know you just go oh i'll just sit on the sofa for five minutes and read this article and then two hours later you're still there hunched over pretty much <laughs> with with scoliosis after sitting on the sofa for two, for two hours and even now um this morning while we are um talking to each other I don't even have my laptop on its stand as I, as I usually would. So I think you can slink into, slip into really bad habits and it's something to be so conscious of. So I really appreciate you sharing that with us. That's just, just, just mindfulness around your economics is so critical. So Pete, thank you so much for everything. How do people get in touch with you if they'd like to get in touch? Yeah, you, you can find me on LinkedIn, Pete Roberts under PR Glue or on Twitter at Pete Roberts UK. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Pete. It's been great having you on the show. Thank you very much. It's been great talking to you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thriving Empire. I appreciate you being here and hanging out with me. Now, if you're not subscribed already, head over to stephanieholland.co, that's C-O, and sign up right on the page so that you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, I have a favor to ask you. Would you rate and review it on iTunes, please? Just search Thriving Empire on iTunes. Click subscribe, then ratings and reviews, and you'll be asked to give it a start rating and a quick sentence or two on what you think about it and what you think about me. Now, this will really help other people find it too, so that more people can build their career and create the life they really want simultaneously. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week and see you next time on Thriving Empire.